0: The most wonderful real estate podcast ever, the show that gives you the lowdown on how to become a successful real estate entrepreneur with more than 30 years of experience. America's top female real estate investor, Dwan, is an expert in financial freedom and turning dreams into realities. Now's your chance to become a Dwandanair with the help of Dwan. Here's to a flaming hot foreclosure market with the help of Dwan.
1: Hello, folks. How are you doing? This is Bill Twyford with Wonderful.com. We today are talking about investing on the go. Investing on the go. This is 15 minutes of your training, quick training, just 15 minutes long, guys and gals. Today's, we're going to talk about phone prospecting. Now, I want to tell you something, there's a lot of stuff going around the internet right now with all these speakers and what I, what I call info marketers. They're not real estate people, they just are info marketers, is what they are. They don't go out and speak, they don't train, they don't teach, they don't do real estate. But yet what they do is they're selling programs called virtual wholesaling. Okay, well all virtual wholesaling is is getting on the phone and making calls. And putting a seller together and a buyer together and making a fee. That's all it is. There's no s- fancy software, there's no fancy anything. All you need to do is find buyers in an area, find distressed homeowners in an area, wherever that area is at. It could be in Charlotte, you know, North Carolina. It can be in Delaware. It can be in Wyoming. It can be anywhere. Okay, so all you gotta do is find buyers in those areas, investor buyers, not hard to do. You can do that on Craigslist. You can find distressed homeowners just by going into social media and finding distressed homeowners. You can go to the uh, county websites, find distressed homeowners that are in foreclosure. <clears throat> and you can call them up, get their phone numbers, call them up and talk to them. So you don't need a fancy program to do virtual wholesaling, okay? so. I just wanna let you guys understand, or get you to understand, that it's just a thing that people put out there to try to sell you more stuff, okay? We're not here to sell you more stuff. We're here to give you training. That's what this 15 minutes is about. So, let's start out with what we call phone prospecting. Now, back in 1997, 98, 99, 2000, 2001, 2002, for about six years there, That's all I did was phone prospecting. I worked in Colorado, I worked 18 counties, from Pueblo to Greeley to Grand Junction. If you look at it, Greeley's up here, Pueblo's down here, Grand Junction's out here. It's a huge triangle in the state of Colorado. It's 18 counties. And what I did, (coughs) excuse me, what I did in those counties is I chased the foreclosures anybody that was in foreclosures and had a phone number I chased you if you're in foreclosure you didn't have a phone number I didn't chase you okay I only chased people that had phone numbers so I would pay my kids to go through all the little newspapers back then because that was before all the counties were on the internet now all the counties are on the internet so you can go right on the internet <clears throat> and find everybody that's in foreclosure right on the internet so you don't have to buy a service you can go do it yourself. Just go to your county website, like Denver County Public Trustees Office, Jefferson County Public Trustees Office, Arapahoe County Public Trustees Office, Clinton County um, you know Clinton County uh, website for going to you know find out where they publicize their foreclosures, and you can find that out <clears throat> by just calling the Sheriff's Department or calling the Clerk and Recorder's Office in your county. So call the Clerk and Recorder's Office in your county and find out where they record and where they publicize their notice of sales or their foreclosures or their notice of election election and demands or NODs. Okay? Notice of default. Find out where they and what they call it in your county and what they call it in your state find out where they publicize those once you find that information out then find out who's in foreclosure okay and then find out their phone number get on the phone and call them all you gotta do is get on the phone and make a phone call to them okay it's phone prospecting is really easy guys and gals it's just learning what to say learning how to do it from 97 to 2003 that's all I did or 2002 that's all I did for about five years was telephone prospecting. I would get their phone numbers, my kids would get them, and they were young. They were like eight, nine, 10, 11 years old, something like that. But I would give them all the newspapers. i get 18 different newspapers. And they would go through the newspapers <clears throat> in the back, and then what they would do is they would go in and they would write down all the print information that I need. I need the sales date, I need the sales number, reception number, name of the bank, name of the homeowner, phone number address of the property that's all i needed so they would write all that down on what i call an intake sheet then what they would do is they'd go into cole's directory which is a, which back then was a crisscross directory you can get that right online now cole's directory it's c o l e s cole's Kohl's directory.com you can go in there and you can it's a crisscross directory you can find people's phone numbers okay there's another one called java search you can go in there and find Uh, people's phone numbers. even has non-published numbers. It also has um, cell phone numbers. So go look that stuff up guys and gals. So, (coughs) excuse me. What I want you guys to understand, phone prospecting is not new. Okay? Phone prospecting is easy. It saves time. But I'll tell you what takes time is getting phone numbers for the distressed homeowners. Getting cell phone records. So find a company that will skip trace. I'm not a big fan of hiring VAs and people outside of the country. However, we do have a few people like that. Not a huge fan of doing that. But you can find people on Fiverr. It's F-I-V-E-R-R.com. Fiverr.com. And look up skip tracing. You'll find somebody there that will skip trace 200 leads for you for 10 bucks. Okay, real simple. So once you get their phone numbers, now what you're going to do is you're going to call them okay because remember like I said 97 to 2002 that's all I did was make phone calls I called a homeowner that's in foreclosure I talked to him on the telephone then what I would do is I would go in and I would you know tell him what I'm gonna do tell them how we're gonna help them out of their situation and then I also had let's say I was working in Pueblo Colorado which is three hours away from where I live I talked to the homeowner I'd ask them of what they, you know, what they need to move out of their situation. I knew when the sale date was, and I would go in and I would, you know, basically talk to them on the telephone. And I would call them every single week. And I would track down on my log every time I called them. And what I had down there is I had built four or five different rehabber buyers, landlord buyers, and I would call them. Once I got the house under contract, I would call my buyers, okay? And I'd tell my buyers to go over, and I would tell the homeowner, now I'm gonna send a couple contractors over, a couple people that I work with down there to take pictures of the house and tell me what they think that they would do to the property to uh, help you get out of this situation. And what I would do then is I would call those buyers and I would tell them, okay, here's the address of the property, I've got another contract, tell me what you would pay for that. Okay, they'd go down there, They'd look at it and they'd say, "Bill, you know, I'd pay 180 for this." Well, I have it under contract for 180, okay? So I'd say, "Listen, the best I can do on this thing is 190,000 bucks. That's the best I can do, because I know it needs this, I know it needs that." Well, yeah, Bill, when I looked at it, it does need a roof, it does need this, it does need that. It needs about 25,000 bucks, and see, the homeowner told me it needs about maybe 15,000. So they say it needs about 25, which I know they can probably get it done for 20 probably 20,000 bucks, 18 to 20,000. So I know they're padding that a little bit. So what I would do is I'd negotiate it then. They'd pay the 190. And what I would do is just assign the contract over to them at 180. So they'd send me a check for $10,000 all over the telephone. They'd send me a check for $10,000 or I'd meet up with them like in Colorado Springs. You know, I'd take a trip down to Colorado Springs, maybe do some door knocking for a few hours while I was down there meet up with them because Colorado Springs is about halfway between Pueblo and where I lived. So we would meet in Colorado Springs. He gave me a check for 10000 bucks. I would go ahead and turn the contract over to them. We'd do an assignment. Boom, I'm out of the deal. Made $10,000 making a phone call. Not hard to do, guys and gals. It's just learning how to be very good on the telephone, not be pushy, not be manipulative, but to be persuasive on the telephone. And you're gonna do that by learning a script. You're gonna do that by learning how to listen to people. You're gonna do that by learning how to pace and lead people. Pacing and leading people is getting people, telling them something that they know is true, and then telling them something that you want them to believe to be true. Like this, as we're on the telephone today talking about your situation, see, that's a pace as we're on the phone today talking about your situation, the homeowner in their subconscious mind says, yes, you are, we are talking about my situation and we're on the phone. So immediately their mind goes to ease and they say, gosh, you know what, what this guy says is true. Okay, subconsciously that's what happens because it takes everything in as just being true. So as we're on the telephone today talking about your situation, you realize that working with me is going to cause you to get out of this situation and ultimately that's what you want, isn't it? Well it is, I really want to get out of this situation. Well great, let's get started. Now, And then I just go right into my script, I go into what do you think the house needs, you know, what do you think it's going to cost to do this, what do you think it's going to cost to do that, you know, can you go ahead and send me some pictures of your property. See, the thing is guys and gals, it's not that hard to do, okay. But a lot of people think, oh my gosh, getting on the telephone and talking to somebody. It's not that hard, guys. Okay? Once you get really good face-to-face, it's very easy to do on the telephone. However, when you're on the telephone, it's a whole different animal. I mean, you understand. Once you get good face-to-face, you understand the importance of scripts. You understand the importance of body language and tonalities. You understand all of that. But when you get on the telephone, the body language is almost gone. The tonalities are still there. The words are still there. But the body language is almost gone. That's why when you're on the phone, you get up and you stand up. And you walk around and you talk. Think about this for a second, guys and gals. Have you ever been in a heated argument before on the telephone? You're not sitting down while you're doing that. You're standing up and you're walking around. And you're just making it, making it, you know. You're just putting everything into it. Okay? So, see, the thing you guys have to realize is that when you're prospecting on the telephone, I want you to stand up, okay? I want you to stand up when you're prospecting because what happens, ultimately, is you sound better. You sound, you know, you sound more upbeat. You sound like, you know, your tonalities come across very well. You know, your words are your words. What you're saying is what you're saying but it's not what you're saying it's how you're saying it okay so your tonalities are how you say things so when you really start looking at communication skill <clears throat> excuse me got a frog in my throat when you start looking at communication skills 7% is just words 55% is body language 38% is tonalities so when you're on the telephone you don't the only body language you have is when you're standing up on the telephone, you're doing this, you're moving your arms around, you know, you're getting into that conversation, you're smiling, okay, you're excited. Okay, that's what you gotta do, guys and gals. You can't sit there and go, oh, hey, hi, how you doing? Yeah, I see you're in foreclosure. I'd like to talk to you about, you know, maybe buying your house. You see what happens? When you're sitting down, you're slouched, this is how you talk. You don't want to talk like that. You want to stand up. You want to be like this. What if the person answers the telephone, hello? You're going to say, hey, how you doing? My name is Bill. I was at the courthouse the other day, and I noticed your lender had publicly posted your home for sale. You hear I slow it down? Because I listen to their hello inflections. Are they talking fast? Are they talking slow? See, so telephone prospecting is a, is a whole different animal. And it's a lot of stuff you got to really be listening for. Okay, you really got to be listening for. And i got to tell you what, guys and gals, it's not hard to do deals over the telephone. I've probably bought and flipped 130 to 140 houses between 1997 and 2002 over the phone. And I never saw the house, and I never met the homeowner. The first week we were married, Dwan and I, February of 2002, the first week. You know, we get married on Friday. Next Tuesday, a FedEx comes to our house. Dwan says, hey, you got a FedEx. I said, I'll open it up. She opens it up. I know what it is. She opens it up. She looks. She goes, it's a homeowner agreement. It's a deed. It's a sales contract. It's an authorization to release. She goes, these people just, this person just mailed you all this stuff. It's all notarized and signed and everything. I said, yeah, that's a deal I got going on in Colorado Springs. And she goes, oh, cool. Well, two days later, two more FedExes show up at the house. Two more. She opens them up, and it's the same thing. One of them was from Pueblo, one was from Greeley. And she said, I take that back, one was from Grand Junction not great it was from Grand Junction so one was from Pueblo one was from Grand Junction Grand Junction now is four and a half hours away she opens them up and looks at them she goes oh my god she goes this is another deal you're doing I said well it's really two deals I said I got these three deals right here going on that I'm turning and selling I'm just wholesaling them and she goes what are you making on those I said well the one in Grand Junction I'm making 18,000 bucks on but the other two I'm making one I'm making 12 and one I'm making 10 she goes, you're kidding me. She goes, you're making $48,000, or $38,000, whatever it was, you know, 18, 12, and 10, so it's 10, 20, 30, yeah, about 40 grand. So $38,000 bucks. She goes, you're making $38,000? No, it's $48,000, <laughs> sorry, my math is off. All right, she goes, you're making $48,000 to the mail? I say, yeah, I just do everything over the telephone. She goes, seriously? Jeez, I've definitely been working too hard. So, guys and gals, you can do it over the phone. You don't need to have software to do virtual wholesaling. All right, all you got to do is pick up the phone and learn how to do it. Okay, learn your scripts, learn what to say, learn your NLP, learn how to find homeowners, learn how to build your buyers list. Not hard to do, guys and gals. I always say, treat every one of your sellers as if they're an out-of-state seller. You live in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. You've got a, a, a seller that's three miles from your house. Now, let's say he's 20 miles from your house, and this is a good deal. You drive over and see them, okay? What if that seller didn't live there and they just had the house and they lived in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania? You don't fly to Pittsburgh to talk to them, do you? No. Pick up the phone and call them because the mindset in your head is I'm not going to Pittsburgh to talk to them. The only way I can contact them is through email or pick up the phone and call them. So what do you do? You pick up the phone and call them. You treat them as an out-of-state seller because that's what they are. Tell them you'll drive by the house and you don't have to drive by the house. Have some of your people drive by the house, some of your buyers after you get it under contract. See, it's real simple, guys and gals, and I know you're thinking, well, what if your buyers go around you? Hey, it can happen. If your buyers go around you, you take them off the list. Alright, you've got to work with people that are going to work within your guidelines and your system. Not a big deal, guys and gals. If you prospect enough, here's what happens. You have enough choice. You give yourself choice, but when you don't prospect enough, you become attached to your buyers, you become attached to your sellers. And that's the last thing you want to do is become attached emotionally because you have put this deal together because you don't have any other deals. All right, so stop doing that, guys and gals. Get out there and prospect. All right, guys and gals, this is Bill Twyford, thewonderful.com. This is Investing on the Go. And what I want you guys to do is I want you to go ahead and share this. All right, share this. Subscribe. Subscribe, guys and gals. Subscribe to dwonderful.com. It's very important that you get involved with all these podcasts. All right? And like I always say, champions never give up. Champions never give up. All right, guys and gals, this is Bill Twyford with dwonderful.com. Come see us again.
0: Thank you for dropping by to the most wonderful real estate podcast ever. Making real estate investment wonderful each and every time. For more information on how to make your Your real estate estate dreams a reality, reality. keep an eye on dwonderful.com and be sure to become a member.